Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of One Man's Opinion, the podcast that continues to sweep the nation. Indeed, we've got plenty of fantasy football conversation talk for you today. This show, as always, is unscripted. It's unedited. It is, uh, uh, I guess, foul language. So put the kids away or put your earbuds in, whatever it is. Uh, That is what we do, folks. So nothing held back whatsoever. My name is Jeff Mance. By the way, you can hear me weekday afternoons on Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 on the SXM app as well. I host the Elite Sports Show over there every single day. Also, the Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show on Sunday mornings with Bob Harris. You could find me at fantasyguru.com, elitefantasy.com, elitesportsbetting.com as well. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans, all one word, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. A lot to talk about here today, folks. We are going to dive in. I just mentioned those websites. Uh, we're going to talk about the betting side a lot more today than we have in the past we'll do our regular starts and sits for week 14 i'll recap week 13 for you no guest today so again yeah sorry you got to hear my nasally drone this whole time we'll do our survivor picks our bet our bet favorite bet and our upset of the week been low key on fire by the way with all of this so uh we're going to talk about the betting side uh in just a matter of moments so um, we'll get to all of that. I do want to announce a special for all of those looking for Christmas gifts, whether for you or for somebody else. I know a lot of our subscribers ac- across the elite sports networks sometimes don't want to share with your friends and relatives and all that. And I understand it, but if you're going to do it at the end of the season, right. And let them get in. doesn't mean they have to steal your lineup. We have a special now uh, for anybody who subscribes to any one of the websites, either if you get, Fantasy Guru or Elite Fantasy or Elite Sports Betting, you want the other two, it's $50 the rest of the year for all three. You get, and if you're a new subscriber, it's still the same price. Doesn't matter. It's $50. Rest of the year, we go all the way through the Super Bowl. A Fantasy Guru subscribers, we go all the way through NFL free agency uh, for 2022. So you'll get, you'll be good through then. DFS, we play, you know, the re- remaining six weeks of the regular season here. Um, five weeks, I guess now of the regular season. And then obviously all four of the playoff weeks as well. So you're talking about uh, nine weeks of DFS, nine weeks of betting and all for $50. So nice little gift or get it to yourself or ask your wife or girlfriend or husband or boyfriend or whatever to uh, get you a part of the mafia. It's worth it just to join the discords alone. You get projections with that. You get starts and sits and rankings and DFS and cash game articles and lineup coaching and bankroll management coaching, how-to videos, lineup optimizers. If you're lazy and just want to click a button, you get all of our bets. So it's all there. It's all NFL, all right, for $50. So uh, check that out. You find that at EliteFantasy.com. So go to EliteFantasy.com. The little join now button in the upper right-hand corner that will take you directly to it. There's a, uh, I think it's a picture of Tom Brady, if I'm not mistaken, where um, right below my stupid picture, NFL rest of season pass, $49.99 and uh, lock in there. And uh, it'll take like 
just don't do it like right before kickoff on Sunday because it does take a couple hours for you'll be effective on the DFS site, elitefantasy.com right away. But then it takes a couple hours for the betting site to to uh, opt in as well. So um, just you know, give yourself a little bit of time in case you're hearing this late in the week. There you go, folks. Week 13. It was a good week, uh, a strong week. And that's sort of where I want to be. And what I want to talk about here on today's show, uh, on top of everything else, is that you know, fantasy sports, for those who haven't listened to the podcast all the way through, remember, this is episode 95. So I have given uh, every episode, I try to look for something. All right, what can I share with people that maybe you're interested in? Maybe you would want to know about something from childhood or you know later years or the wild years or the the parenting years or whatever it is i try i try to give something a part of me in every episode besides the uh you know sort of the uh, normal fantasy football fantasy sports conversation and advice right so that's what i try to do but at this stage like i've given out a lot and there's a lot you know when i got started in this business when I started playing fantasy football 31 years ago, it was just uh, there wasn't a ton of people and it was competitive and fun and loose. And it, it, you know, a lot, we didn't have as much information. It wasn't as big of a deal. It wasn't as competitive of an industry, not even industry, just in general, my friends, it wasn't like that. Now it's become a lot more so. And those of you who are listening to me, I think that's why you're likely listening. You're in competitive leagues. You're, you're a competitor yourself. You're playing daily. You're betting. You're what? Maybe you're just a football fan. I, whatever the reason, but it's a lot different. And I think it started getting a lot different. Season. It it started around 2006 ish. That's when the, I started in the industry late 2004. I always say it's late. It's 2005 because. That's when Ted and I started our, our website and with a bunch of my nephews and my good friends and you know, people that I grew up with, we started scoutfantasyfootball.com. Yes, I still own the domain. No, there's nothing attached to it at this point. So, you know, we started out then and, you know, we, we were in the industry in 2006. You know, it could have started before that, but 2006, when I started noticing the high stakes community, take off and in those days it was national fantasy football championship it was the uh world championship of fantasy football it was the fantasy football world championship you know some of these other these contests and i got into it and had a lot of success doing so and i'm like okay so there's some money to be made that's cool right you know is besides home leagues because when i started in this industry something you all should understand is i started just this was never really going to be a career. I would, this was a hobby. The business side was a hobby, something I did for fun to advise people. Cause I was really good in my home leagues. You know, I felt I knew football. I played football my whole life. I, I understand the X's and O's of the games. So I thought, okay, I could help people. And you know, everybody in my home league would always ask me questions anyway. And so that's what I started. And then I realized, Oh, there's an industry. That means there's a, there's, a lot more sites than I thought than I had ever heard of. I thought it was just Matthew Berry. I, I thought Rotowire and Matthew Berry was a, that's it. You know, that, and it's, oh, no, there's a lot of other people with different websites and um, contests and different things. And 
So that was the fact I realized, oh, you can make some decent money back in those days, $10,000 top prize, holy cow, $20,000 top prize, amazing. And then it's just grown, obviously, from there. And in that 2010 or late 2008, 2009, there was contests like Fantazel that had a daily forum. And it's like, oh, you could win every day. You could win every week, depending on what sport you're playing. And it's just graduated from there. It's just gone up and up and up. And now it's so different than when I started. And that's why I take a lot of pride in my career and building all of this because uh, I didn't anticipate it going this direction, being my full-time job. I I wanted it to be, but I didn't think there was going to be enough money in it, but there is. But with that, it has a lot of responsibility. Making money in a business or making money, however, even playing, there's a lot of responsibility. You can't miss a waiver period. You can't miss, you can't be sick on a Sunday. You can't feel bad. Oh, I got a headache. Doesn't matter. You have to work. <laughs> in DFS, when you count on that income for your family and livelihood, it, what I'm, where I'm going with this is fantasy sports is now an investment. And from my advantage point, right, there's the business side. I own a company. Yada, yada, yada. But I don't, that isn't ever really a factor to me. The business side is what it is. And that's the part that in theory I could lose and be fine. Wouldn't be happy with it. Don't want to, but you know, it's okay. I can't lose the action. I can't lose at this point. I can't lose what I earn as a player across everything. And so we'll, we'll stick with football specifically, but for those of us to play NBA, NHL, MLB, major league baseball and other sports, like I'm mostly football, baseball. I dabble in NBA. My son loves it. So I'm getting more into it. Uh, I used to weigh in NBA and then I, I went away, away, away because football, baseball take up too much of my time fight nights and MMA and stuff. I'll play, you know, I play some other stuff kind of for fun, but I don't like to lose. I'm too competitive. The the point is, is if you're not responsible and if you're not, if you're not investing wisely, you could lose a lot of money in this. And we need those of us in the industry and content providers need to understand this. It's not okay to make a shitty pick or play or whatever. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to not put in the effort. And this time of year, I noticed it in my industry a lot. I know I've noticed it with colleagues in the past where they just kind of, they're coasting at this point, right? They're like, ah, whatever. That's, that's, I don't like that because there's too much. There's, there's two streets. There's a lot of money you could lose. No, I don't, some of you may be $10 a week players, Maybe you only are seasonal players. You, you put in your $50, $25, whatever it is. Maybe you put in a couple hundred or thousand, who knows, in a seasonal environment. So you're not losing every week, but you need, you want some sort of return and that money. So there's that side. There's managing your own bankroll, managing what you already have, what you earn from everywhere else. And then there's another side. The other side is potential wins and the, the abundance of opportunity that exists in our forum for those of us who love these sports, love football, for instance, right now. And if you're a basketball guy or hockey guy, baseball, it's all, it's all the same. Just enter your sport. 
And the reason I'm bringing this up on today's show and the reason this is important to me right now is, for instance, so week 13 was wild in DFS. All the chalk hit for the first time all year it hit. I was just bitching about it last week, how the chalk is so bad. So we're not going to play the chalk. We didn't. We did a very good job of avoiding some chalk pieces. And I loved our lineup. We absolutely fucking smashed, you know, 161 point lineup. Pretty good in cash games. Unfortunately, we're only able to take back a very small piece. So we had a losing DFS week, which sucks. Never like to lose. Okay, but um, still happy with the way we built it. I think it was a necessary thing. But the chalk hit. The chalk was going to hit. Okay, it was going to happen. And that's just something. There are weeks in in your seasonal teams. Injuries are going to happen. So I I always – I'll tell you a secret here. I don't like when anybody uses injuries as an excuse. I don't believe injuries are an excuse, right? I don't think there's any, there's no injury that just is decimated. Now there's timing. I lost my starting running back or my best wide receiver the week before the championship week or first week of the playoffs. And there's nothing really to, nothing I could do about understood, but you always need to wrench on your roster. You always need to have a backup plan. Look at all the, the players that were injured this year. Did you just give up after five or six weeks because fucking Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook went down the first time before even the second time? Or, I mean, man, for me, like I lost the Ravens running game. I was so, I was balls deep in the Ravens running attack with J.K. Dobbins first, then Gus Edwards, then Tyson Williams. Didn't work. Didn't work out. I'm weighing in Javante Williams. Now that looks great now for one fucking week. Didn't look good the rest of the season, but I hung on. I was in on Raheem Moster. You know, there's a lot of players that I invested in that got hurt, bumped around, whatever, you know, something happened, lost their job, didn't perform at their levels, but I'm still fighting, still clawing. Is that an excuse? There's no excuse. Player, make no more mistake about this. My blood's starting to boil. I, because I, I, my mind is racing. There's no excuses, folks. Stop with the excuses. Good players win in this business, in this uh, game. I've always fought for fantasy sports being a game of skill. I have fought for the high stakes leagues formats back in the 2000s to the DFS. I've gone to state senates and I've written letters to congressmen and I've made phone calls and I've I've signed petitions and I have gone to FSTA and GA events and all of that on behalf of fighting for the game of skill. And I think some people were doing it because they just wanted the laws to pass and they're now in our favor. I was it, that was never it for me. I believe it. Players win this. You win this. We make the difference. You have an opportunity this week and every week to make a decision that will impact neg- positively or negatively your lineup, your team, your, your team's performance in daily, in with betting, with your seasonal lineup. The ingredients are there. Whether you drafted them or not, you could acquire them. You can make those moves. You do it. This is a you thing. And I know this because – not just myself. I wasn't born a good player. I thought I was back in those 
90s and 2000s. When I started out in the business, I thought I was, I was just a guy who knew a lot about football re, back in 2005. That's all I was. I thought I was a good player because I beat people in my home league. Didn't matter. I ran into competition and I got my ass kicked by the competition over and over again. And I had to make decisions. I had to find a way, okay, how am I going to win? How am I going to get an advantage? How am I going to stay in this game? How am I going to keep playing? How am I going to profit? You all do too. And every single week, there's a million dollar top prize over on DraftKings, a $300,000 top prize on FanDuel every week. And the only thing that's standing in your way, whoever's listening to that, $1 million. Think of that. Think of a million dollars hitting your account on Monday morning. Think about that. That is, it can happen. The only thing that stands in your way is building a smash lineup, choosing football players that perform the best at their positions on Sunday afternoon. That's it. That's all that stands in your way. But the problem is there's echo chambers, there's Twitter, there's social media. You listen to everybody agree on everything too much. Everybody agrees on it. Nobody takes a stand and thus you get, you become afraid to make a stand yet. You're playing this game to win some sort of life changing money, but you're not willing to exercise the proper etiquette and the proper uh, um, muscle memory to do so. You want to just do the same shit every week and think you're going to be different. You're no different. You're the dead money for guys like me because I figured it out. I know you don't like it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you, what you think. Fuck you. Fuck you right in your face. How about that? That's what I think. Fuck you in your face. Do it. You don't like it. Do it. Do better. Make the decisions. I got to poke you guys sometimes because you don't realize that you've got the tools, that you have the knowledge. You're just afraid of it. You're afraid what people may say. You're afraid of a lineup being bad. You're afraid uh, somebody's going to hear that you liked some player or some fucking guy and that, oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I liked Russell Wilson last week. Uh-huh. Be scared, fucking pansies. Don't be scared. You're putting your own self in that harm's way. What we do at Elite Fantasy and Fantasy Guru everywhere is that's what I, that's what I'm about. I'm just about you winning. That's it. Don't really care if the advice is beloved, hated, you don't like it, you're indifferent. I don't give a fuck. Giving you the right advice, the right paths, the right teachings to do it. You have the tools. We have, what do we have, six? Five or six, I could say with confidence five, I think there's six people, subscribers, current subscribers still that have won a million dollars in one day with lifetime earnings of, you know, over that. We have every single week, Search Elite Mafia and on social media, Facebook or Twitter, Instagram too. And search that and see, we, every week, we have people win $10,000 or more every week. I don't think there's been a week in five years that we haven't had somebody hit for five figures or more, one of our subscribers, right? Those people have got it. Maybe they got lucky. That's always possible. You can get lucky and run into it. Uh, That's part of it. But the people that 
know what they're doing. The P it's not usually luck. It may be a lucky choice that they made or something, but they still had the balls or, or, or ovaries or whatever you want. They had the courage to do it. Many of you don't have the courage. That's, that's the biggest glaring weakness of our industry right now of, amongst fantasy players is you just want to agree. You want consensus, everything consensus rankings suck. Consensus projections are, I wouldn't wipe my dirty asshole with consensus projections. You're a fucking idiot. If you follow that shit, you are you, you person, whatever your fucking name is, you're a fucking idiot. If you follow that shit, a fucking fool, a stooge, a shit stain. That's what you are for following that shit. It's garbage. It's non, it's the dumbest form of shit I've ever seen in my life. We all agree. We combine for this. You just think it's good because it makes it it's, it's whatever. It, it basically checks the box or proves something you were already thinking or, you know, do you want that? That's not how winners are made. That's how winners are made. That's not how consistent winners are made. So stop doing it. And let me get into this a little further. So this is where I'm going with, you know, our betting site. So I had a losing DFS week, week 13. And again, my lineup scored 161 points. What the fuck do you want from me? Really? I'm not, I'm sorry. You, some of you only want to hate on me. You can do whatever you like, but I'm never. And I mean, I'm never going to be upset when my lineup scores 161 points. If somebody scores a thousand and I, my goal is 128 FanDuel points every week. FanDuel is my number one site. It's where I play most of my action. If I score 128 plus, that's a winning week for me. Does it always work? No, but it it's a 90 percenter. If I hit 28 or above, I win at about a nine. It's overnight. I think it's like a 94% clip. Some weeks, like last week, I get edged out. So be it. So be it. Your opponent beats you. They beat you. That's great. Did you give it your all? Did you have everything? Did you leave any stone unturned? Did you sit around watching Netflix and filling your head with garbage instead of doing your research or studying? You know, what could you have done better? If the answer is nothing, then your opponent just beats you and move on. Work, keep better, and wait for them to make a mistake. Sometimes Tom Brady's been ruling the NFL for 20 years now. Do people just say, well, we're fucked. There's nothing we can do. No, Tom Brady loses. He doesn't win every Super Bowl. He's lost way more Super Bowl than he's won. Well, I should say he's not made him more than he's won, right? He's lost in the playoffs a lot more. Why? Because he has a bad game. Best in the world can have a bad week or several bad weeks, and somebody else keeps going out there. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Eli Manning did it twice. You can do it. You can do it. So... What happened is with, with all the investment and all the opportunity there is I had a profitable week last week. DFS didn't work out. I qualified for the playoffs in a couple of leagues um, there. Uh, and I won everything in betting and sports betting and betting on the NFL over at elitesportsbetting.com, which, by the way, all of our bets are now in Discord. So if you have the ESB Elite Sports Betting Discord you don't even need to go to the website anymore if you don't want to. We're posting everything on Discord. 
but my survivor picks are there. I give them out on the show for free every single week. I give you guys my favorite bet, my upset, all that shit. So I give you guys quite a bit. And um, we have that special for 50 bucks. So you could add it. Uh, but all I'm saying is I was perfect. Five and oh, it's the third time this year on the Friday afternoon show, Elite Sports on Sirius XM. Ted Schuster and I do a five team parlay this past week. It was the third time this year I've gone five and oh. And um, people bet, I tell people, bet them individually. You know, we call it parlay because it just sounds, there's a nice ring to it. You don't, you should not be parlaying these things. You really shouldn't be, it's not the wise bet people are doing, but people do it despite my uh, <laughs> telling them not to, they do it. And they won a lot of money this week. That's the third time this year with a five and um, four times or one, two, three times, four and one. Now I've never had no in five week, by the way, one, one in four week. So I'm proud of my betting on the NFL for one. This is for those who aren't aware. Again, I, I was a seasonal, I was a seasonal player, got into the industry, then became high stakes, did fairly well, then started to get my ass kicked, got better, started winning. DFS startup. I thought I would be great. I wasn't any good. I got my ass kicked. I went back to the lab. I got better and I started going. And then sports betting came around. And at that point, you know, I've, I've been betting on the NFL for honestly, uh, there was a, it used to be, it's called Bovada now. It used to be called Bodog. I used to bet through there all the time, the offshores. Oh, I, I used to do that all the time. And uh, I don't know. I was, Man, it was probably eight years ago, nine years ago. I hit like 17 parlay. Stupid. It was a monster, monster win. Like, what was it? Eight grand? Six, six, eight grand, whatever it was. Uh, you know, and I thought I was the fucking bee's knees. And then what happened? I gave probably a lot of it back or most of it back because I thought I'd keep doing it. I just kept swinging for 17 parlays and five team parlay. Like fucking nuts. And that's no way to be a profitable, but profitable better. So it took me years and years until we started elite sports betting. And even when we did, I was sort of an in-between better, some wins, some losses, but it was time for me. I had to put my name behind it. They wanted me to post on the site. So, you know, 2018, I started posting bets and, you know, start out losing in 2018. And then like, Oh shit. This is not going very well. So uh, had to figure it out. And I'm so co freaking competitive. I had to finagle a way to be above water and, and really take time and put a lot of effort into it. And so I did that. My final record in 2018 document. So I've been, this is my fourth year, right? Fourth documented season. Um, betting on the NFL and first year I was 51, 32 and two. Okay. Uh, so that was that. And again, it started out bad that year, got better. And again, I don't 19 games over 500. Pretty fucking good. Okay. Pretty fucking good. Now we didn't track units at that time, but um, you know, I, I, I was happy with that. Um, considering other people I, I watched that were underwater and, 
you know, it's hard to get out. So I was like, okay, but we stepped up to the plate, did it again, 2019 record, 62, 41 and zero. Now you notice some of these numbers are very low. I didn't bet a ton. I don't, even now I did the five team last week. I posted 10 bets on elite sports betting. It's the most bets I've ever had ever. And some of the, some of that is by design. I am playing more than I have. And the reason I'm playing more is because I am better. I have four years now of success betting on the NFL. And now I'm confident. It's, it's like DFS. When D, when I start DFS, I had the opportunity. I hit you know $250,000 life final, $100,000 Playboy life final. You know, I had that money in the pocket. I started throwing it back. I started around 2016. I started realizing, oh, I got to be, I got to be serious with this shit. I can't be blowing money around. And this is advice to all of you. I hope you're getting it because I talk about myself, but I am just like you. I'm, we're the same. Whether you like the voice, don't like the voice, like the arrogance, don't like the arrogance, or I call it confidence, whatever, we're the same. Your players on players. You would like to be profitable. I would like you to be profitable. Okay. And it's not something that, oh, I'm just good and really skilled. No, I have to work at this. I work a lot. I really do. And that's why I don't do many other sports. I can't, I can't bet NBA. I wouldn't be, I'm not a great sports better, meaning I'm going to go and bet the NBA and fucking NHL. And no, I bet the NFL. That's it. I bet the NFL. I did hit a three-team parlay in college this week, but that was uh, Ted Schuster's bubble mower picks, and I went against one of his, and it just happened to work out. Two hundred dollar parlay, three-team parlay, won over nine hundred bucks on the deal. Pretty nice. Uh, pretty nice hit. I felt pretty good about it. But so anyway, fifty-one, thirty-two, and two. Twenty nineteen, I was sixty-two, forty-one, and zero. So again, was it twenty-one? Yeah, twenty. So nineteen games over. 21 games over. And guess what? 22, 67, 45 and up. 22 games over. You know, I honestly didn't even realize it. I think I was 19, 21, and 22 games over. 500. That's pretty fucking wild. Right now, I've played way more than I did in those past years. And again, when you're better at, once you get confident and good at something, then you fucking, then you hit it, then you pound it. Then you smash it. And that's what I'm doing. Um, by the way, oh, I should say in 2020, I was actually um, I, all the way through. That was my regular season bets, but I did preseason bets and I did postseason bets. Okay, I should document. Yeah, this that's 6745 was my um, in season bets. 2020, I was actually 93, 74, and three. 93, 74, and three. So uh, 19 games over. But again, up 12.3 units. I was, uh, um, oh, previous unit, 2019, my unit count, I was up 8.68 units in 20, that was 2019. 2020, I was up 12.3 units. So then it comes to this year. And to go, again, five and oh, this past week, I actually was, um, eight and two overall. And then I hit three and one on Monday night football with uh, Patriots bills under Damian Harris over Ramondre Stevenson over easy money, in my opinion. So again, what's that? 11 and three 
for the weekend. Pretty freaking good. I'm 99-72 and 0. So 27 games over 500, up 26.6 units. And this isn't a bullshit unit count where, oh, I did a bunch of parlays. There's one parlay. It was a two-team parlay that was in there. I think accounts for about uh, whatever it was, five of the units. Otherwise, I've just gotten here just out of straight bets. I'm not doing teasers. I'm not moving odds around. Everything I bet you can track. It's either DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, bet MGM or Caesars. I do a lot more on Caesars because their odds have been better than um, especially on player props, but that's how I bet. And now, and this weekend with a losing, somewhat losing in D or was losing in DFS, but I, I absolutely fucking killed it. Cause I bet everything I, that's another thing you should all know about me. So I'm going to play what I say. My core four is in my lineups. My cash game breakdown is my, that's what my lineup is. What I post on our elite sports betting page that I bet every that's in play money for me. So if I lose, if I'm losing, I'm losing. If I'm winning, I'm winning. And this is the fourth year in a row. And I'm confident enough at this stage of the game to say, I know what it takes to win betting on the NFL. And one of the things and I'll share some of the, what I do with you guys here is I, I'm not a dreamer anymore. I don't, I was, I have always, I grew up. Um, I've told the story about my old man when I got my first computer and you know, my mom got me a computer from Montgomery ward and she had to get a line of credit for that. And she paid more than she ever did, but she got me this computer. And I got an online thing called prodigy and the first, the way to talk my old man into it. My mom believed in the computer for, um, educational purposes and she knew I could do things. I was creative and all that shit. My dad didn't give a fight and think, but I, the way I talked to him into buying in was that I could get the lottery numbers. My dad would play lottery every week, lottery, 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 lottery. He would spend so much fucking money that we didn't have on the fucking lottery. Right. Just trying to hit that big one. And you know, that's a dreamer. There's a bad, bad investing. If my dad would have just put that money aside, maybe I would have had a college fund, right? Put his $10 a week in, in, into there. You know, this, you know, 52 weeks in a year, everybody. If you put $10 a week into that, you, know, you have 500 bucks at the end. All right, that's you know, maybe not life-changing money, but it's pretty good money. A good chunk of change. Give that to your kids and yeah, you know, do that when they're for if you do that every single week and from the time they're born until they're uh they're 18, fuck, you got 10 grand at the end of that. A little under 10, or you get plus interest. I'm sure you got close to 10 grand. Whatever the math is, you guys are yelling because you're fact checking me. Whatever the fuck it is, 9,500 bucks. Shut up, bastards. You guys got I'm I'm laying back in my chair relaxing right now. Um my phone is is on a timer to show me how long I have, uh, how long I've been recording. So I don't go too far over. That's why I don't have any access to any calculators anyway. So you see what I'm saying? I believe I have learned the biggest secret I've learned in all the fantasy is just slow and steady wins the race. Be productive, be productive more than you're not productive. Put more into your pocket than you take out. That's, that's it. And 
so the problem with DFS players, you know, the, I have been around DFS for a decade now where there's been every year for eight, the first eight years from 2010 through 2018, there was always like a new best player in the world. I was that guy for a year, <laughs> 2015 to 2016. I know there was not a single person hotter than myself in DFS. It just didn't exist. No matter what anybody else wants to change history. I was the guy, I was the hottest name. And now people will say, Oh, your man's supposed to win. And he's like, no, not true. Still win, just I don't win the jackpots because I don't go for the jackpots. Jackpots were lucky as fuck to hit. And you can put yourself in a better situation to hit those. But you got to, in order to get there, and on Tuesday's show on SiriusXM, Ted and I always talk about, you got to move up in your contest selection. The idea that you're going to pay a little bit and you're going to win a lot. No, no, mm -mm, no, nope. It's not happening. In DFS, it's not happening seasonal, and it's not happening betting. Get over that shit. That you got to get out of your mind. That attitude right there is what holds so many people back in their lives. It's, I, I, I love my dad, you know, rest in peace, of course. But I will never, it was always, it was the wrong thing to do. It, dreams don't help if there's no chance of them to come true. Then they just become pain. Then they become nightmares. Your dreams become nightmares because you, you get stuck in a life and you get stuck in a rut that you didn't want. That you never, you don't want this. You don't, you don't want to play the lottery every fucking week, but you get to a point where what if you don't and your numbers come up? That was my dad's biggest fear. Oh, my number's going to come up. But meanwhile, my dad was an idiot. He never, he played all different numbers. I, I, so when I got that, you know, prodigy online back, they were talking 1992 folks. So stop making fun of how old I am. I would look up the lottery numbers. And even back then, you know, I was not a math whiz, but I always loved numbers. And I lo love probabilities and odds. And I used to look up lottery numbers and I, would, I came up with a spreadsheet way back in the day where uh, what numbers pop up in the Illinois lottery the most often and which numbers haven't come up the, the most recently, like how far away. And so we would, I would just give him sets of numbers to play in order to try to get the best possibility. And you know what? There's like three times in the year that he got four numbers in the lottery, like the pick six, you know, the million dollar one, four numbers. And he thought I was a fucking genius. But just by improving our odds, that's all that happened. Now, I've since learned that, well, you know, this is a pretty smart thing to do. Kid yourself. What I should have done is play the sets of numbers. Shouldn't have changed the numbers. By changing the numbers, I'm actually giving into the variance of the ping pong ball. I should have kept, you, you keep playing the same numbers and you stay constant. And that's essentially my fantasy play. That's what I do. I'm the constant. I use the same, I, I grade players on the same scale every single time, matchups on the same scale, all of that. And I don't give in deco chamber and I don't play things because of the odds. I don't do that. Uh, I should, see, I say things like that. Now I'm going to 
you guys will point out somewhere along the line where I said, let me be clear. I'm not going to fall in love or base everything in the world of sports betting. Nobody wants to play a minus 120, minus 150. Every one of you, everybody, at least fantasy players that are pretending to be betting experts, and which I want to be clear, I'm not a betting expert. I just know football. I'm a football expert. Okay. And I've learned how to navigate ways and seasonal daily. And that, but people don't want to bet on a minus 150 or minus 140. They don't want to take less money because they think it's not EV, uh, you know, equal value. They, they think it's a bad idea, but I disagree with that. The reason I disagree with it now, there, let me be clear. The caveat, if you start getting into minus 200, okay. If you start getting minus 200 and plus, and you know, if you're barely making back, what you're putting in and you're not getting half is what you're putting in. Once you get to that point now, fuck that. Now you're making bad bets. Like the money line on the fucking um, Packers this week. I, I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it's like minus 400. So you don't want, of course, don't play that. Right. Of course you don't play that. But um, people don't draw that line. They, they want plus odds. They will bet a bad bet or a bad prop bet because it's plus one Oh five or it's even money. Yeah. I win what I put in. I don't give a shit about that. It's the same people don't want to uh, play cash games for years now because all they do is double their money. See, I don't, I love that. I want the best odds of actually winning and taking more home. I'm not worried about, how much I take home. The people that worry about that are the ones who don't know the sport. They're just leveraging numbers and trying to be plus money. Nothing wrong with it, but they know that they don't have the skills or ability to win 60% or more of their bets. They're aiming for 56. So they're maximizing the dollars in the 56 understood why they do it. But I'm here to tell you, I don't know what else to say, but I win over 60%, way over 60% in DFS every year. And I will, I'm over 60% every year in betting too. You know, I just don't know what else, what else there is to say because we have enough sample size now in the NFL to say, all right, I can do this. I'm pretty good at, betting i'm gonna be above that number i'm gonna be above 60 percent. so i have that kind of confidence which is why i went from betting one or two games to five games to now betting about 10 because i'm going through every single player prop and measuring it all and making sure i bet the right thing all right um one of the things i did on monday night football if you notice, if you're an elite sports betting subscriber, uh, three weeks in a row, I've bet the over on Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. I've won all three. Now, there's numbers were really low and it was easiest money you'll ever find. But you know why people didn't bet them? People didn't bet them. So the odds didn't go, the numbers didn't go up. Damian Harris was only 50 and a half rushing yards. How, tell me how he wasn't going to do it. He got that in the first carry, but we didn't know that the Patriots weren't going to throw at all. 
but we knew they would be run heavy. And we knew that was the weakness of the bills. How do you not make, it was minus 120 that bet, right? Meaning, so those of you who are new to sports betting, so like a, a minus 120 bet, um, assuming you bet a hundred dollars, you won 80 bucks back. All right. And so you win 80 plus you get your hundred back. That's the thing that also, you know, I, I am no longer scared of what I put in because I only bet within my means. And if I lose the bet, I lose the, you know, I lose the hundred dollars. I lose the hundred, but I, when you win well, more way more than you're losing, you don't give a shit that you put in a hundred. I don't care if I put in 10,000. I, I genuinely don't care. It's that's like that in DFS too. I don't care because I know I'm going to win that. I'm getting that money back. It's, and then I'm getting some extra for my efforts too. So I, yeah, I only went $80, but I'm so secure in those bets that I'll take the free 80 fucking dollars anytime. You're never going to win hundred percent of your bets. Never going to win 80% probably. Although I think 75% of bets is something I've done it before. I, I think it's possible when you really know something, you stick to it. I think you can do 75%. Okay. I'm not saying I do it. There's no way I could prove those numbers. I've hit it over swaths of time, but I definitely think it's doable. Getting above that is fucking impossible because it's there's so much goes wrong, but you don't need to, to be immensely profitable. You just don't need to live within your means, stay within your means and add this. And then, so like, again, minus 120, I went 80. Okay. <laughs> Taking my hundred back. I'm putting $80 to it and just keep doing that. And when you start getting more confident, that 100 becomes a thousand because you're not worried about it. And then I went 800 dollars back and that thousand could be ten thousand then i went eighty three hundred back and you know what i mean now all of a sudden you're making serious money and others avoid it because they want to they think they're going to get in and get out they're going to make one big parlay bet and win a bunch of money and they want to put in a couple they want to put in one dollar and they want to come out with ten thousand and that's just not how this goes you're better off knowing what you're doing or following somebody that does and then playing using more action or playing higher dollar amounts. Okay, that's the that's the trick. That's the way I sports bet. I'm sure there's some of you out there that are really good sports bettors and really good math majors, and you're probably screaming at your radio right now. Ah, oh, it's not the way to do it. It is though. It's the way for some of us to do it. It's the way for me to do it. And I, I, I'm super duper confident in this methodology because I've done it and I will continue to do it. Nobody's ever, I don't think I'm ever going to, I shouldn't say that, shouldn't say ever, but I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to be a losing NFL better. I will have losing streaks. I'll go through where my, where's I have my right in front of me. I have my five team parlay three and two, two and three, one and four Ooh, week three, shitty five and oh, three and two, two and three, five and oh, two and three, four and one, three and two, two and three, two and three, five and oh. You break even, but you know, notice in there is that one bad week or one and four out of those five bets. It's different on the elite sports betting site. You guys get more. 
But that's the stuff I give out for free on SiriusXM. Okay. Notice the two and the twos and the threes keep me in the game. I lo- I lose a little in those. All right. I lose a little, lose a little, win a little. Three and two, two and threes. You're breaking even, you're breaking, and then pow, the five and those. Then the four and ones. The five and oh and the four and ones. So with that, you get some, you get some big ass wins in there. But you you don't you, you don't start shutting it all down. You you grind it out, but you win and you profit. And the thing is, you just bet more and play more. And then all of a sudden that money is it just builds. It builds in your account, builds in your account, builds in your account. I had our guy, Rob Brink at Elite, uh, the CEO of uh, the Elite Sports Network, said to me on Monday morning, like, how the fuck, how the fuck did you get to 25 units up? I'm 26.6 units up right now. Um, and he said, that was after, that was before the Monday night games. And he's like, wow, man, you just keep climbing. I said, yeah, it's just slow and it's steady. And other organizations and other people, they swing for the fences, so they have swings. The, the, the 800 units, 1,000 units, 100 units. Their, their units are flying. But I said, I've always watched how other people perform. And the, the problem with that, with trying to swing for those big wins, is that there will be big losses. If, in, order to, in order to be up 800 units, you have to make absurd bets that don't, will never happen. Or you have to bet incredible amounts of money. And when you do that, all it takes is one week. This is where like gambling anonymous and that comes out. You guys, you people need help because they've lost their rent money. They've lost all the, and the thing in our space. And one of the things that makes me cringe all the time with the fantasy people trying to pretend they're sports betters, or even the, some of the sports betting community, those who are long established, they know what they're doing. They know how to grind it out, but you know, to, to go up a lot, you have to risk a lot and you risk a lot. All it takes is if you lose, if you hit that big loss before you hit your big win, there's no money tree. Like you don't, it, it's not monopoly money. You can't just go to the bank. Right, you have to borrow from friends, and you have to sell your car or sell your kidney. What the fuck are you doing? Don't do that shit. To to bet like that, you have to go so far down. And once you're busted, you're busted. Whatever it is, either your paycheck's gone, your bank account's cleared out, your wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend has cut you off, the credit card companies cut you off. Whatever it is, whatever your source of revenue is, you have a monster loss. You're out of the game. I pride myself as I'm I'm always alive. Always alive, always alive. Stay in, stand in there, stand there. One and four week, no problem. Five and oh, three and two, two and three, three and two, four and one, four and one, five or five and four and one, two and three, four and one, three and two, two and three, two and three. Losses are minimal. Losses are staying in there. Lose a little, win a little, and then boom. But then we hit. We do that. We don't just grind out forever, but you have to stay in the game. You have to have those two and three weeks and three and two weeks. You have to be. And then boom, five and oh, eight and two, 11 and three as I am this week, right? That, that's, that's why. And then by doing that, doing it consistently, that's how you get up 26 units, 30 units. You start building those are, that's real money. That's money in your pocket. It's money you've already done. I I'm a big believer in that and DFS. I soon as Ted and I, when we play together and when I play alone, I've done it already twice this year. I take money out. I, all, my money's out of the account. Always out of the account. I, I, I have a filtration system. I won't tell you, you know, 
download it to PayPal. And, uh, and, um, I put everything back in there and then I take that money into my bank account and then it's never going back in the ecosystem so that I'm always playing with the house's money. Once I've hit that, a certain win total, a certain amount, I make sure no matter what I do, if I get crazy, if I, if I have a bad thought or idea, whatever, then I'm, I can do it, but I'm playing with the house's money already. Whereas I've already got the money, my initial investment back. And, and that's a lot, takes a lot of the stress out as well. So I hope I've taught you something here with the betting. Uh, I really do. I think it's important with all of your investments in fantasy sports, best ball, seasonal, DFS, sports betting. We do it all at the Lead Sports Network. I have my hand in it all for NFL. I do, we don't do best ball, baseball, even though I think we should. But it's all very important. And by the way, I'm not a winning seasonal baseball player. I hope I do it and I play high stakes every year. I've won NFBC titles, not overall, just the league titles. I have two of them to be clear. And I had a net back when FFPC used to do baseball. I've won title there as well in the high stakes. But I, I mean, I haven't won a league and I play every single year since 2015. So, you know, I know that, and I, so that I'm a losing player in that realm, but I make up for it in DFX and in betting. And I'm not good baseball better either, by the way, this is like, I found out like pitcher props is really my thing. Total base props. Like I found my niche in those things. I, I and I, it's taken losses for me. I hate bet, betting baseball, like baseball games and, Run totals and game totals, I, I like, but I'm not that good at. I'm much better with player projections and betting, betting those, specifically starting pitchers and specifically total bases per players. I just have great success at it. So not good at everything. Not trying to say we're good at everything, but things we're good at, things we know, things we like, we hit it. We hit it very, very hard. Keep doing it. That's the overwhelming advice. Keep doing it. Don't be afraid to stack a little bit of chips. Okay. Again, minus 200 odds. That's where you start thinking, okay, I'm not getting enough for what I'm risking. All right. But don't be afraid. Don't shy away. Don't parlay shit all the time. Too much with the fucking parlays and, and all that. And if you're going to do a, if you fucking just are a parlay freaking monster, two team parlays. Bet a game. Get one NFL game a week. I like this Chargers-Giants game. I think the Giants are going to hang in there because Chargers are beat up. I'm going plus 10 and a half, and it's going to go over the total, so it's over and the Giants plus 10. Then, fuck, hit, that's the way to bet on the NFL. There you go. That's how you bet a game. You get a game script. You absolutely know how it's going to happen. Bet it like that. If you're going to go over the total, take the point, or uh, you can give the points. If you're going to go under the total, take the points. Pretty simple, right? Late in the season, bet unders. Early in the season, bet overs. There you go. Comb through every player prop because these online books, specifically Caesars and FanDuel and BetMGM, they have very weak numbers. You know, there are weeks that I got Demir Bird eight and a half yards on Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, Allen Robinson and um, the Bears had two two wide receivers out that day. He was the clear number two. It's like, okay, this guy's going to be there. And of course, first play of the game, we had over. You know, things like that. They they have very soft numbers 
on those players. When player props get too high, remember Derrick Henry as good as he was, and it got to like 147 to- and a half total yards. I said that you have to bet the under. A great game of 120 total yards is by is a mile under that total. And I bet the under that week, and of course it came in. And he, I think he had like 110 yards, but come on. Numbers get inflated. So you want to bet overs on very low player props, and you want to bet overs on you want to bet unders on very high numbers. Oh, the other I never got into the Patriots thing. I want Damian Harris over, but on Ramondre Stevenson, something that I did, and you got to kind of comb through this. I bet Ramondre Stevenson over 57 and a half total yards. So I didn't do, just do rushing yards. The reason was I knew the Patriots were going to run, run, run. So I knew he would have 10 plus carries, but I felt that they would throw more. And when they did, I, I knew Belichick was going to pull something like this. I thought it would be a ton of dump offs to Stevenson because they have been using him in that James white role lately. So I thought, okay, so I didn't want to bet just rushing yards like I did with Harris. Cause I knew Harris was only produced there. I wanted to make sure. And if that number, a lot of times they'll put a total yardage on there. I think Ramondre Stevenson was like 44 and a half rushing yards, 45 and a half rushing yards. And then, but they only had you know, 13 more or 12 more on the total. I said, fuck that. I'm going total. <laughs> total on that you know if it was but if that number would have been 86 or something like that i would have just i would have gone back to the rushing yards or avoided it altogether. so i hope that uh i hope that this all makes sense to you guys um, want you to be profitable want you to win money do it the right way don't be uh don't be sheep man too many people they think they're really smart in betting and DFS and this stuff. And some of them are, they're really smart people, but they're not winning players. And that's something I believe in my skills as a player. I'm not going to be a losing player. Even if I, there's a short-term lose, I have a short-term loss the league, lost DFS for a week or a couple weeks or whatever. It You should just get on my back because I'm not, I will not lose. I will not stay down. It's just impossible until the breath is out of me. I won't do it. And uh, I would quit doing it. I mean, if I knew I was bad at something, I kept doing it, I would stop. Right. And anything that I set my mind to, I'm going to win over time. And so can all of you. I'm not a magician. I'm not that fucking great. Not at all. You all can do it. But the problem is you get caught in these things. And I've been caught in them too. It's like, oh, I have to play this because it's too embarrassing if I played the other guy. Oh, this guy stunk last week, so I can't play this guy. I can't bet that because it's minus 130. Fuck you, bet whatever you want. Put money in your pocket. I don't care if it's 14 cents more. If you make 20 cents more this week than you had last week, you've won. You've won. Some people, oh, I don't get out of bed for a million less than $1,000. Bullshit. Grind it. Get, get up money. Just keep doing that thing. Keep hammering. Keep putting those fucking dimes in your pocket. All of a sudden, you have a pocket full of dimes. People are like, oh, where'd you get all those dimes? Oh, i just been putting one in my pocket every single week. What have you been doing? Oh, I've been betting parlays. Fucking, yeah, man. Can I have, uh, can I borrow like, uh, you know, like 10, you know, 100 of those dimes or something? Can I do, you know? That that's what they'll do. You're set. You're you're the rich guy. All of a sudden, just keep doing it. 
All right, starts and sits this week. Jeff, stop talking. Uh, we have so many injuries, guys. Week 14, it's already a disaster. We've got um, uh, COVID in, in L.A. with the Chargers. Mike Williams is a close contact. Uh, Keenan Allen is on the COVID-19 list. So uh, be careful when it comes to those guys. It definitely looks like Keenan Allen uh, you know, has COVID. Could play because he's vaccinated, but I got to say it's probably unlikely. Mike Williams is just close contact, so he, he's not out yet as of this recording, though, but he is unvaccinated, so that's automatically five days. But if he doesn't test positive by then, he can play Sunday. So be on the lookout. I like Josh Palmer a lot if both of them are out. If only – if Keenan Allen's out, I kind of like Palmer. I just like Palmer. That, that's the guy over Guyton. Yes. Over Guyton. So uh, watch for that. See, see how that goes. My quarterbacks uh, this week, I'm starting, I'm starting Russell Wilson, starting Lamar Jackson, starting Joe Burrow. Yes. I know all about the thumb and finger issues for all these guys. I'm actually going to start Taysom Hill against the jets. Right. I just am. And the I'm, I'm going to bench Kirk cousins. I'm going to bench Cam Newton. I just don't believe in either one of them. It was good matchups for sure, but just not enough. Not enough in there. Um, let me see something here. Dallas at Washington. Yeah, that's right. Something didn't show right in my uh, projections here. Uh, the running back position, this is a disaster with so many injuries. We've got uh, – we, we don't know 100%. Alvin Kamara looks like he's good to go. He's my number one running back, actually. But um, David Montgomery has three injuries. Saquon Barkley added to the injury list this week. Elijah Mitchell has a knee injury on top of being in the concussion protocol. So that has to be watched. The San Francisco situation is this. If Mitchell is out, I'm starting Jamichael Hasty. I'm not starting Jeff Wilson. I will not start Jeff Wilson. Nothing is going to make me do that. I will not start Jeff Wilson if he's the only running back left in San Francisco. I don't think he's got anything in the tank. I don't think they – I think they know he's got nothing. So I don't even think they'll use him. That's why Debo Samuel was used. So that's how I stand on that. Obviously, if Mitchell's good to go, we're playing him. But that situation you watch, I am going to start Javante Williams this week. Even with Melvin Gordon likely returning, I'm still going to start him. He's fringy, but he's there. I am going to start Cordero Patterson for all you people who keep giving me shit on that. I'm going to – I don't want to, but he made my top 24. Chuba Hubbard, I'll tell you this. I like Chuba Hubbard slightly over Amir Abdullah. I like Amir Abdullah a lot. If you didn't get Chuba Hubbard, and if you're in need for a running back, emergency running back, Amir Abdullah is, is the guy you need to go out and get. Right, go out and get him for Carolina because that's all Cam Newton will throw to. Uh, those are some players I like, players that I'm sitting this week. Uh, include I would sit Melvin Gordon if he comes back, even though it's the Lions. I just I think Javante is going to earn a little bit more, and a little bit more could be enough. And it really could be. And why, if Denver is the game in hand, why at the end would they push him? They won't. They'll use Javante. So that's why I like Javante a little bit here. Um, 
I'm benching Adrian Peterson and Alex Collins. I know the matchup's great. I know. I don't know who's starting. Penny, Alex Collins back, Adrian Peterson. It's a disaster. I'm not starting any of them. I'm not starting or using Tony Pollard. That freak run last week, no thanks. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I'm not going to play him either this week. I think Aaron Jones is back at 100%, so no on A.J. Dillon unless it's a flex option for you. It's the only way I do it. Wide receivers starting this week. Uh, really like Jarvis Landry. Now he missed practice, but the Ravens secondary is banged to shit. So like Landry, don't sit him. Uh, I do like Chase Claypool on Thursday night. If you're listening to this before Thursday night, I mentioned that I like Josh Palmer. If Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both out, uh, do like Traquan Smith a lot. Uh, no Deontay Harris only got Callaway and Traquan. I like Traquan. I've always liked Traquan. He's the best receiver they got. So I'd like him. Russell Gage against Carolina, tougher matchup, but do like it. And um, so, yeah, those are the guys. I like Van Jefferson, of course. You guys know that. If you don't know about Van Jefferson yet, then you haven't listened to the fucking show. Who am I sitting? I'm actually sitting KJ Osborne uh, just outside of my top 36 this week. And Adam Thielen's out. Osborne moves up. I just don't. Don't, I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I don't feel at this point in the season I want to go out and start Osborne. If he does something this week and Thielen misses more time, which he likely will, fine. But I have to see him perform as a, a out-wide perimeter wide receiver against a, def, uh, a bad defense. I have to actually see that one first. Otherwise, I'm not buying. I'm not starting Josh Reynolds this week. I liked him the last couple of weeks. Not against Denver's secondary. Absolutely not. LaVisca Chanel, I would love for him to keep that role as sort of the Debo Samuel of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm not starting him. Not this week, even though the matchup is good. Why Our tight end spot, the players that I like are in the top 12, at least. Friermuth, Zach Ertz, Noah Fant, Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram all make the top 12. Just outside. We'll see what happens with Darren Waller. But as of now, Foster Moreau just on the outside. It's not a bad matchup. I'm not completely against it. If you picked Moreau up, I would still start him over a Ricky Seals-Jones or Tyler Higbee or Uzama, somebody like that. Okay, but he's outside the top 12 for me this week, assuming Waller's out. And all those guys, Uzama, Higbee, Jared Cook, O'Shaughnessy, Komet, nah. All outside. We're sitting all of those guys. All right. Week number 14 survivor. Both of our survivors won this past week. Did you win, by the way? Did the Dolphins close it out for you? I hope they did. We had some upsets last week. Hopefully the Dolphins, you were able to close with that. This week, even tougher. It just keeps getting tougher. Oh. I would love to play the Denver Broncos. I think that's one that's very interesting. We like the chargers, but we've used the chargers in the past. Actually, my, my first entry, uh, I don't, I haven't used the chargers yet. Hmm. So I thought I'd use the chargers. It's getting tough now to figure it out. Kansas city, Tennessee, Denver, the chargers Packers. These are the teams that we're after. Which one of those haven't you used? I would rank them. Okay, let me look at my number one. This is interesting. I have not used the Packers yet. 
Well, I will, I will use the Packers. How did I not use the fucking Packers? And my, wow. Okay. Well, I will use the Packers against Chicago. There you go. If you still have the Packers, use them. I'm going to assume you don't look. I use Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Carolina, Buffalo, New England, Rams, Arizona, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Carolina, Dallas. Wow. Hmm. Huh. I don't know how I didn't uh, use Green Bay. That's this is I'm going to fucking win this thing. Uh, Green Bay will be my first choice. Second choice will be the Chargers against the Giants. I, I, even with COVID. Now, if this wide receiver COVID starts hitting Herbert, offensive line, Eckler, now we're out on the Chargers. Too much risk in there. All right, too much risk. Um, I use Tennessee already, so I, I wouldn't want to use Tennessee. I think Denver would be my next one. Denver, too much for Detroit. Detroit got the win. I think Detroit, I think they actually go the opposite direction. They were all motivated to get that win. Sometimes when you get that first one, it's the monkey off the back and they play better. I don't think there's enough talent here to play better. I think they lose all the remaining of their games because all that steam is out. They finally won one. So I go Denver. Denver's my backup choice. There you go. Um, The best bet of the week. Oh, here we go. Um, a lot of bets that I like, um, a lot of more prop bets or uh, player props. I'm sorry that I'm leaning towards this week over this, but we don't have enough player props out and enough injury information either. So I'll go with one of these straight up games. Um, that's not, I'm trying to save one for the upset. The one that I like the most is the, no, no, I can't do that. I think that's too much. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny because the these latest injuries are all, you should see my projections here. They are all just like a pinball machine. Every time you take one player out, um, all right, I, I will go uh, the best, the fucking best bet of the week. Man, I'm having a tough one with this. Uh, I'm just going to go with the under of the Dallas-Washington game. It's 48 and a half right now. It started at 49, but uh, – the numbers, it's um, 48 and a half is too many points. Washington isn't going to keep up if Dallas scores. Washington's defense is better. I told everybody this two weeks ago, and nobody listened to me. And I told everybody last week we thought there would be a Vegas-Washington shootout. No. Washington has gotten better. Their, their defense is better. And you're not going to be able to throw all over them. Dallas is kind of beaten up a little bit too. Offensive line issues. Terrence Steele should be back, but this is just too big of a number. So my number on this guy, I think this, I think it should be 46 flat. The over under to get two and a half points over that. I, I like that kind of uh, um, buffer. So I'm going to go under. 48 and a half for Dallas and Washington. And then my upset special of the week. That one is um, 
a, a lot easier for me because uh, I, I could go very, very chalky and that I love San Francisco and Cincinnati in, in that ball game. But um, I'm going to go instead with the Rams over Arizona on Monday night. This is some of this is playing into my NFL conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy. It's reality. The NFL needs and wants and has to have the Rams win. There's too much star power. They have to. So they beat the shit out of Jacksonville, but they're still two games back in the division. If they lose this week, they're out of it. Fucking Cardinals are, that's it, right? Unless the Cardinals completely shit the bed, which they won't all, because they got two easy games down the stretch. Rams. So now if the Rams lose they're they start getting into trouble as far as making the playoffs and the NFL has to have the Rams in the playoffs. They fucking have to. Now the NFC is dog shit. They really are. So there's a good buffer here for the Rams as the top wildcard team or one of the three wildcard teams, obviously. Okay. However, eh, it's still one of those situations where, Washington, San Francisco, the Eagles, somebody could pop up and catch them. I, I look for the Rams to beat the Cardinals on Monday night. All right. And you get two and a half points with it. I would take the points because if they don't, it's going to be a close one anyway. So the Rams are my upset of the week. Folks, that's going to do it. Episode 95 is in the books. Boy, I went way over this time and uh, hopefully you got a lot of it. And sometimes you guys like these kinds of informative episodes and sometimes you don't i don't know what to tell you i get i I preach to all kinds everybody i love all of you remember to follow me at jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff mans on facebook instagram snapchat and tiktok our special 50 dollars rest of the season get both daily fantasy football and football betting rest of the year all the way through the playoffs super bowl all the way through the super bowl and uh, by the way, you get fantasyguru.com, the game script articles, the rankings to help you close out. That's included. But you may have to email us uh, support at elitefantasy.com for that. If you're looking for where to purchase that package, it's on elitefantasy.com. Just go to the join now button up at the side. And then there's a NFL rest of season pass, $49.99, regularly $299.99. So yeah, deep discounts there and you get betting. Yes, you heard me correctly. Betting and DFS and seasonal. It's all included right there for you. Appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you for downloading. Spread the word on this podcast. Would love to do more and more of these episodes as it's a lot of fun. You may agree or disagree with some or all that you heard on today's program, and it's perfectly all right, folks. Why? You know why? Because it's just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces!